Support FM is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios, the community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Spokane, and at their website, speakpodcasting.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. Hi, everyone. I'm Tiana Simmons, your host with Court FM. Today, I'm here with Cassie Hudson. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm really excited to have you on the show. I have a lot of questions for you, and I think a lot of people are going to be really interested in finding you know, how they can relate to your experiences in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, I'm excited. So tell everybody about yourself. You're Cassie Hudson. Hudson is no, uh, no quiet name in Coeur d'Alene. So Hudson Hamburgers, right? Yes. The, the hamburger joint that we all know and love. I mean, prefer, I mean, depending on the person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just a classic hamburger. You you want a cheeseburger? That's where you go. That's all you get too. There's no fries. (laughs) (laughs) I always, I never realized that, uh, when I was younger. So Fun fact about me, I've lived in Coeur d'Alene almost my whole life, but I didn't have my first Hudson's burger till like two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And I would get in there. I'm like, where's the fries? But they have pie. So that's uh, yeah. my, my catchphrase is we don't have fries. We have pie. And like, it's yeah, a crowd lover. They're like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's so funny. I'm like, yeah. And it's good pie, too. It is good pie. So so Leary's from Spokane. Yum. Thank you for <laughs> all your services. So with Hudson's, did you did you grow up like being involved in the business or how did that work for you? Um. Well, it was kind of like whenever my parents couldn't find anywhere for me to like, I guess, be babysat or like anything like that. They just bring me into Hudson's and like. I'd help my dad open up, like, I don't know, bring the pie over to, like, the pie case. Or, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, separate the cheese, I guess, you know? <laughs> like, just kind of, like, little things, and yeah. then sit in the back office. So, I mean, like, from as little as, like, I guess five till, like, pretty much now I've been, like, around it. Mm-hmm. And then the moment I could, like, physically see over the countertop, I started, like, serving drinks. <laughs> cute yeah I love that. yeah it was fun I got like a few little tips out of it which was also really nice but that Aww. that wasn't like always I was just like whenever we, they couldn't find anybody to like yeah. actually babysit or anything or like <laughs> I don't know because yeah. we're a restaurant family we're kind of poorish hey girl I know how I go I've been in the service industry since I could get a job so yeah that yeah. yeah um uh, so do you work there currently is are you working with the is it still it's still a family business right yeah my my uncle is currently the owner okay um his son-in-law is like not not like the owner but he's like managing it a lot so mm-hmm. it's been we're still trying to keep it in the family as much as we can which is nice good and yes i am working there currently but i will like to find another job here soon probably. yeah just i don't know kind of wearing me down a little bit yeah I I can't imagine I mean I've never had the opportunity to work with family um <laughs> however I don't know if I would want that no, that's just me <laughs> but yeah gosh how how was it growing up you know being you know Hudson's is such a staple in Coeur d'Alene I feel like like everyone that's a local here kind of knows what the deal is when it comes to Hudson's so do you feel like growing up here did you feel like there was kind of a spotlight on your family growing up um yeah a little bit it was kind of weird like it weirds me out to think about it now but like I remember being like I don't know like maybe a 12 or 13 and like I started kind of getting a little like I got into some trouble here and there like you know I snuck out and my parents caught me and they were like you can't do this like everyone's gonna know because like everyone talks here like the small town because it was back when Portland was small yeah and they were like you have a Hudson name like you can't you can't mess yeah. up and I was you gotta like, represent girl yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and I was like what what are you talking about like that's yeah. weird but I mean I, I get it now more but it's still kind of weird to me to think like yeah I don't like to ever consider like quote-unquote famous or anything like that. right but just, just you know just having you know people that you don't necessarily know you wouldn't recognize on the streets I mean actually the first time I even saw you I knew who you were and you didn't know who I was yeah so uh <laughs> you were 
uh, f- doing photography for the tournament at the golf course. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And I was briefly getting my relationship with Melinda and Cassie or not Cassie, uh, Delia <laughs> started and they had told me about you. And then Emily, my girlfriend actually knew you from high school, I think. Yeah. So they described me to, or described you to me. And I was like, I, I think that's her. I think that's her, but I didn't have the, didn't have the guts to actually go say hi. So, but here we are. It's yeah, okay. <laughs> it all worked out. Yeah. yeah. So with, you know, having that, you know, some sort of spotlight on you and your family and Coeur d'Alene, what did you feel like Coeur d'Alene's quote unquote values were for you growing up? Like what kind of, what did they, what did your parents instill? Like, you know, you, you're holding up the Hudson name and Coeur d'Alene. Like wh- what kind of picture did that paint for you? Um, Definitely just to be like a decent human being, you know, like yeah. just be neutral. Like don't, don't like, you know, blast any strong like I don't know it's kind of weird like like recently too with like all of the I know we're talking about like how I grew up but like just mm-hmm. recently though like with the whole um protest going on with yeah. George Floyd yeah like I wasn't fully able to like fully express how I felt yeah and that really was hard you know I mean like I could but I had to like disassociate myself with like my name pretty much that's like, hard if I did that you know yeah and it was just like kind of weird to me I'm like why like why are we doing that yeah but, like well I mean when you're living in I'd say Coraline's kind of neutralist when it comes to politics and stuff yeah. like that however you know we do have strong you know liberal and republican views here and yeah. they collide big time yeah. uh if you spent you know this last summer 2020 in Coeur d'Alene anyone would have seen that like you have your peaceful protest right on the corner of Hudson's where yeah. you were but then you also have you know everyone driving by in their four by fours with their smoke blowing and their flags you know screaming keep America great again exactly. so it's it's hard being a neutralist in a state like Idaho uh, it's a little bit easier in Coeur d'Alene but I mean what were your what did you get any like flack or did you did you experience anything that kind of discourage you to express your true opinion on everything going on totally actually I, really I, yeah like I'd be working and um I think I might have told you this story when we first met but I like just I think I don't even remember what date it was but it was like one of the more bigger protests that we all met at the city um the city hall like right by McEwen yeah and it's probably like couple weeks after george floyd right yeah and i think it was more revolved around like abolish the police like that protest and like i mean we don't have to get into that but i (laughs) i definitely have like views on that but i i'm i'm more so of like we just need to like love each other please yeah love of god like yeah so you were were glad to be there not necessarily protesting but just supporting you know human kindness yeah exactly and like i um sorry I had a customer come in and like, I want to say like just a few days after that whole, um, that whole peaceful protest, like he was like, you look like a protester. And I was like, did you know him? No, I've never seen this man before in my life. And I was like, were you like holding a sign or anything? Or did you just look like your cute little hipster self at work? I, yeah, I looked like I was like a grease bum at work. (laughs) Like I had nothing new. I I mean, I'm wearing my mask and I wear my mask at like the protest too, because like, yeah, Corona and also like. It's kind of privacy. Well, it was because, it was uncool to wear your masks this summer because ninety percent of Idaho was like f the masks, you yeah. know. So that's that's probably what exactly and triggered the, this guy. Yeah, exactly. And like that's a whole other thing too with mask yeah. at Hudson's. But like <laughs> they, um, he was like, "You look like a protester." I was like, "I mean, yeah. I, I mean, technically, yeah. Like I've been doing that. <laughs> if that's what you want to call me, yeah." And he just literally told me like your your dad would be disappointed in you and I was like what what like what did you just say I got so mad and like I just kind of looked at him I don't even remember what I said I think I, I literally blacked it out at this point but uh, yeah I, had, I was gonna say I'd something. start seeing red I, start I throwing pies like, at people throw a pie at that man honestly <sighs> like I just like literally just said like you have no right to say that and I kind of just like avoided him I told yeah. my coworkers kind of what happened and like we're we're such a good team like yeah I don't work with my my like 
my brother my mom too much anymore yeah. it's more so just like my really close family friends yeah. at this point which is so nice but like you know we always like pick each other up like if um we, there's a customer that we're kind of having issues with because it's such a small space right. like you know it's kind of like awkward if you kind of make someone upset yeah so if that happens we'll kind of just be like like, can you please help me over there? Like, I yeah. can't, I can't help them anymore. Like, they're gonna, they're gonna make me mad or something. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll help each other out. So, yeah. I'm glad you had that support. Yeah. That's huge. And yeah. I'm that was it was a brief encounter at least. Yeah, it, and I never saw. Actually, I might have saw him again after that. I don't really remember entirely, but I think I did. But I just didn't talk to him, yeah. so nothing really happened out of it. Yeah, I think. I don't know. It's just like it's it's the older generation. Like they're kind of yeah. like, you know, like you know, it's they just, just they have their opinions yeah. and, and they're you know they they hold hold their ground when when they want to share them. Yeah, and, and just a little bit of backstories for for our listeners. Uh, your dad had passed away a couple years prior, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he was the original owner of Hudson's. Well, him and his um brother so my uncle they they coned it together okay. so it was so for like a stranger to you to walk yeah. into your family's restaurant and call you out like that for no reason yeah like <laughs> i mean the weight of that you know we're it's time has passed we're able to sit and talk about this now but i can't i can't imagine being in in your position i don't know what i would have done and it's just you know having having grown up with that spotlight and and just kind of the general type of people that live in Coeur d'Alene, especially our, you know, our retirement community and just, just the type of people that live here. It, it's kind of hard to express yourself when, you know, you're not 70, 90% of the, of the opinion. Yeah. And I'm like a younger girl. I'm at work. Yeah. Like this isn't like, like to me, like Hudson's like, yes, it's my family, Yeah, you know, and everything, but it's also my income. Right. Like how I live and survive. So I can't like, so openly like express how I want to. I have yeah. to keep that customer service, right? You know, percent like um, persona. Yeah, on, you know, and then it's just like, yeah. So, so I mean, that's just it is super unfair, and yeah. and it's a prime example of how a lot of people do act in this town, and it's it, it it's disappointing. Of course, you know, I can counteract that with like you know, not everyone like is like that in Coeur d'Alene, and that's no. why it's so great to live here because. Like I said earlier, generally, most people are pretty neutral here. Like, yeah. you know, they they support the LGBTQ community. Uh, you know, there are peaceful protests for George Floyd were peaceful protests. Mm-hmm. It was really beautiful. I got to experience that for a couple of days. I was down on the corner right by Hudson's, actually, yeah. before I got to meet you. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if I ever saw you and I didn't even realize Pro- it. I, I would assume so. I, I don't know. It was a cool experience, though. We were holding our signs and we actually, you know, all of downtown was shut down. They were scared of you know, people coming in and vandalizing our businesses. So buildings were boarded up (laughs) and it it seemed like everyone who owned a gun came down to downtown Coeur d'Alene and was protecting the storefronts, which, you know, is cool. I I believe in the Second Amendment and the right to protect yourself. However, I don't necessarily believe in uh, flashing it around everywhere. And (laughs) there was definitely some people that took that responsibility in a negative way. And you saw them going into bars with their, you know, their yeah they're like giant military guns on their back but there there was a point when i was protesting and there was actually armed people protecting us protesters and i thought that was such a beautiful balance of power and opinion you know you have your you know your um conservative views and your liberal views kind of coming together to support the same cause and i just thought that was really cool and probably something that most people didn't see in the country when all that was going on so i know i feel like like that whole experience too of like like the two forces coming together. Like I, I was always really confused to begin with why there was even like a division. Like, yeah, Yeah. like, okay. So Spokane had this incident happen. Like it's happening around the world because just as like, we are trying to say right now in our, like in our voices speaking out, like people are doing not good things Mm -hmm. and like hurting other people and like that's like what is happening now as a repercussion of that like people you know we're destroying businesses and everything yeah and it's like okay i understand that i do but like first off most most buildings or most businesses have like insurance (laughs) and so i'm like okay do we need to like go this far like you need to like really like military around here right now like yeah you want the same thing so just be chill like yeah just chill out you know and also i'm not again i'm 
I'm not like against like I mean whatever my I'm just here yeah I'm not like <laughs> I don't have any say in this but like I'm not a huge gun fan like uh, they kind okay. of they scare me a little bit yeah well I mean yeah like, yeah <laughs> they're, like, they're intimidating terrifying. and if you don't if you don't you know go to certain courses learn how to use them know how to you know store them clean them I don't think you should be using one. You know, I was fortunately raised in a family where they were around all the time, but my parents taught me to clean them, how to use them properly. Like, don't don't flaunt them around. Don't talk about them. Like, you know, operation security. I grew up in a prepper family, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, so I, was, I was actually raised in a very militant Christian conservative family. So, I mean, I've 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 thankfully had a lot of time to figure out who I am and kind of change my views, but I still hold a lot of those values. And I think there is a time and a place that you want to protect yourself and, you know, living in Idaho, being in a, in a gay relationship, and it's just me and my girlfriend, you know, we just recently got a puppy for a little bit more protection, but I, I do feel a little bit safer knowing that I can protect myself if I needed to. But if I didn't have that knowledge, like I don't, I, I wouldn't even risk it. Yeah. I really wouldn't. Yeah. That's really cool. You have like that back. Like you have all that, just like lessons you can carry <laughs> with you. I literally have nothing. Like I just, I'm like, not yet, girl. You still got I, so yeah, much life to right. live. I do. I, I don't know. They just freak me out. Like story too for yeah. you with the whole. Um, I don't know. I, I've been calling them the Idahomies, like collecting yeah. their toys. Like that's kind of what <laughs> I was calling them because yeah. like they, you know how they were like standing on all the in front of like all the businesses and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. My coworker and I did not know that they were going to do that. And they started standing in front of Hudson's and she's like reading all these like Antifa or whatever, like posts on Facebook. And she's like, um, what did you guys think that they were Antifa? I I didn't know. Like I, I didn't want to like assume right away, but I, I just like, like that week prior, I was at the Spokane peaceful protest that yeah. turned really ugly. Like, yeah, so I, I, I was just hear about that. Yeah, I was like really paranoid at that point because I was like, holy crap, like people, people are doing this. Like, right. oh my goodness, you know. And like, I didn't think like the little, I don't know. I, I just, I didn't want to believe that like people would actually take the time or day to come to Coeur d'Alene, right? You know, just for something so peaceful and like sacred at that point like there was nothing crazy going on you know like and i mean i I don't want to like say that in like the demeaning way but it was like not to the velocity velocity of like how spokane was right absolutely it was just more of like sherman and that was beautiful honestly like to even get that amount of people was like really incredible i would say it was really cool i mean and it it was very few and far between that we'd get people driving by you know this one lady she was probably like 80 years old driving by in her little camry and she rolls down her window leans out and she's like f you guys yeah just like are you wearing a kitty sweater i know i'm like <laughs> supposed is, to be nice what's wrong with you yeah. <laughs> i had i had a lot of people uh, i don't even know like people were just like you guys suck like go yeah. back home or go back to where you live or something like, like that i live down like, the street i know i was like i live downtown like what do yeah. you mean <laughs> yeah but like but but um so that guy like they're standing outside with guns mm-hmm. and i send a photo to my boss i'm like i don't know what is happening right now and i'm scared yeah and he, like just goes like lock the doors and close early like you know like we were just terrified yeah and then like just because there was no communication as to what actually was going yeah. on yeah and then know? like weeks prior to that or after that post Um, we i'm like working and then this guy comes in super friendly guy but he's just like yeah i was like protecting hudson's like you're welcome you know and i was just (laughs) Just arrogant about it i was like well if you ever do that again can you let me know because (laughs) i was scared like i was genuinely scared yeah like i didn't know what was going on he was like what what like know that i was like well i mean like you're just standing outside my big window with a gun on your back like right. i mean i don't know if it was him or not but like i was just like that's just like kind of frightening as like younger yeah. girls who yeah close by themselves every single night you know and he like kind of had this like oh, oh crap moment yeah like, oh my god it's amazing like what you know what could have happened with just a little communication like i really think that just on the on the broader spectrum of things if you know two opposing sides can just 
communicate a little better and say, I feel this way and I don't want to F and talk to you about it because my opinion is more important. And, you know, essentially the other side saying the same thing. Whereas if they can sit down and share facts with each other, share communication and be like, you know, this is this is how this can benefit you. Obviously, everyone's pretty opinionated and we're very separated right now. But sadly, <sighs> but it's like it's I just I, I think I'll never understand it. It's like we want the same thing. Like yeah. At the end of the day, everyone just truly wants like peace. And I, I know that's like kind of like it seems like unattainable at this point mm-hmm. i don't know why though like that's the weird part like i don't get why but like you know everyone's always just like for decades now we're just being like world peace like that's all we want yeah. and then there's just like these people to the side of it like that's not real it will never happen i'm like why like <laughs> yeah i, I think mean, a huge part that has to do with it right now is you know 2020 obviously brought so much conflict as far as protesting yeah. coronavirus <laughs> you know deaths of for leadership yeah a lot of leadership that just changed and with the election year this year too i think and then being in quarantine i think a lot of people are kind of secluded from possible information they can find that can teach them things or conversations and opening up dialogues with people who have different opinions with them they you know you can't you can't go out and just start up a conversation at a coffee shop with anybody anymore in idaho we're lucky enough that we can do that it's the one state that's been open this whole freaking time um (laughs) but in you know in that sense just having a hard time attaining the things you need to learn more and progress in certain opinions and the politics and stuff uh and then on top of that you know we live in the pacific northwest so we don't even get enough vitamin d to keep our (laughs) mentality going so yeah yeah, that's been that's been my hardest thing is i always try to constantly constantly be learning more about myself and my community and where I live and what's going on but you know there's days that I can't even get myself up off the floor yeah. so and I, I I feel that like especially now it's just like this like overwhelming sense of like hopelessness I guess like mm-hmm. I think this entire summer has literally drained me and yeah. I just I haven't really realized it until like they got cold out pretty much like the sun's gone the trees are not green anymore I'm like what is the point of all this like but it's yeah. just like okay you gotta keep moving like you're fine and like I think I honestly I think I'm just afraid to get stuck here yeah like, you know what I mean like I love Coeur d'Alene don't get me wrong but like I think I'm afraid to become like one of the older generations the townies yeah, yeah. Like, and I love I adore so many of them like don't get me wrong but it's just like the bad apples that stand out to me a lot yeah because I'm like why, why are you like this like yeah. well and it's hard to know kind of what's out there in Coeur d'Alene too because I think that the people that do you know own a majority of this town have a lot of say in what is actually portrayed and what yeah. what Coeur d'Alene looks like to the rest of the world as far as media you know the news and that kind of stuff you know they've They've shown us a little bit on like American Idol. There's been a few people and the Kardashians coming up here to visit and Gauzer Ranch, all the celebrities going up there, you know. Um, But the beautiful thing about this town is there's so many people like you and like me who, you know, have more of a liberal state of mind. We're more creative. Um, There's I'd say most of the town is like that, but we just don't know that they exist. So so you know here we are trying trying to find those people and talking to people like you so we can hopefully just share that there there is room to grow here it's Mm -hmm. it's hard to see especially because this is such a tourist town and it feels like the only money to be made is in some sort of service industry yeah um but there's opportunity everywhere and it's just we just gotta gotta go find it yeah create it create it (laughs) exactly yeah and you know it's it's been it's been hard it's been a slow slow process especially over this winter just with everything going on the hive was supposed to open up a year ago but um luckily i found melinda at just the right time and you know because we've had so many setbacks we can at least get on here and talk about it yeah so i know i I almost feel like i i like to think of like the hive getting pushed off so much like it's kind of just like a way for all of us who are like behind the scenes and like going to kind of be like you know the mm-hmm. foundation that create like what the hive is going to become more like we need just to like 
don't know come together like the fact that we haven't met you till recently and you have brought such like a big influence to all of us and like you know creating the podcast and everything like yeah that's just so cool and i i just think like you know timing is everything at this point totally thank you yeah like thank you for saying that of course yeah and you know back on the the vitamin d thing too like this this when i first met melinda we were supposed to be opening hopefully in september Mm -hmm. so we keep getting pushed back every month but if any if 2020 taught me anything is that slowing down is a good thing because when it comes to me you know i i deal with seasonal depression it's generational my dad struggles with it um so this time of year at any any with anything going on whether it's 2020 or you know 1990 but (laughs) uh i just i just get in these moods and i can't figure it out and i uh you know, I'll, I'll just dig myself in a deeper hole trying to find the source of why I have this weight on my chest or why I can't think straight or why I, you know, I, my eyes are welling up and I can't figure out why. So I'm just, my face is leaking. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but this, this perfect opportunity to keep working with so many creatives who have kind of a general, generally same goal of just creating a life for themselves and being able well, actually being forced to slow down the process and move at a pace where I can complete one task at a time and make it perfect. And then when I'm ready to move on to the next, here we are. And you, for example, I mean, you and I were supposed to record in November. Yeah. And we're recording now. This is January. <laughs> or your episode probably won't launch, launch until March. But it's just been it's a really been a really great learning process to just slow down, to yeah. know that you can still get things done. You can still accomplish your goals, even if it if you're, you know, your goal date to have it completed by is a year past, you know, mm-hmm. it's still possible. We just got to just keep plugging along and surround ourselves with the the right kind of people. Yeah, totally. And I, I feel that like the, the seasonal depression and everything, like I know for a fact, like it's been pushed like this, this currently has been pushed off so much because like I think by around the time that we were originally supposed to do it, I was having just like a really bad time yeah and I was just thinking like I can't even talk right now because I just will only say like really bitter things <laughs> and like yeah. I mean to be fair I feel like I've just been like this year has kind of tartened me up a little bit I'm just like a little more bitter than I have been in the past years but I mean I still try to find like some positive outlooks with it but yeah. it's and that's okay and you know what's yeah. cool is like uh the first time meeting you my first impression and like i i kind of would never bitter would never even cross my mind but the fact (laughs) that you're like i'm an actual human i go through all the emotions not just the good ones and you know there's i think there's a lot of people out there that can't really say the same or they try to shove those emotions away or like especially working in the service industry and tourist town we have to put that face on all the time so it's we're all humans we're all just trying to do what we want to do and we got to go through every single one of the emotions to get there so exactly I think I have definitely learned like especially since like when my dad passed away like I I learned a lot of emotions like I eruption well more of like a when you're not even an eruption it was more of like a fizzle and then out type of like feeling that grieving process yeah like I I laid in bed for like a week straight and like I don't it's interesting because it's like I've been I I've been depressed like Mm -hmm. I have it's just it's in my genetics my mother my um siblings like her sister like we've all have like we have depression in our family it's been like I've been aware of it since a pretty young age honestly because like when I was younger I just kind of had you know depressed emotions kind of come up and my mom was like we're gonna we're gonna get you checked like we did like a little blood test and we kind of just figured out like where my my brain is chemically like imbalanced in places and everything like that which I think is a really cool way to kind of like approach that whole situation so props to my mom for that because it's not like like I think sometimes people will look at depression as like a weakness you know what I mean but it's like no it's literally the way that your brain is developed like there's not really a lot that is like needed to like beat yourself up about because it's just the way you were like like grown into and I think um it's interesting too because it's like I've been working so hard not like 
I don't want to like say so hard. I do my best to like kind of keep myself like happy and I'm learning more and more as the years go on, like what makes me genuinely happy and like how I can like strive to like keep growing in the sense of like not feeling like I guess a loser. I think that's like what I'm like mostly Aww. afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like those are real fears. I mean, yeah. I hate hearing you say that, but I, I've had that thought a million times and I'm sure everyone that's listening is me, you yeah. know, thinking me too. Me it's too. just like, I don't know. I just, I think my biggest fear is just becoming like, I don't know, like some drug addict on like the street or something. <laughs> like, I, and I don't know how I will get there or if, if I, I don't think I will, but that's, that's the low point for me. Yeah. And I, I just like, I will get in like moods where I'm like, I might as well just start, start it. Like just start right now. Just like F it. Like, but then I'm like, no, 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 shut up. Like what? Yeah. I mean, I've been through that so much and growing up, I didn't, my family was not, they chose not to acknowledge mental disorders unless, you know, like I like am drooling and I can't even talk anymore. Like then there's obviously a neurological disorder, but when it came to depression, anxiety, all of that, uh, we were in such a, uh, a black and white biblical family relationship. Um, so they kind of, I don't know if they did not believe that those things existed or they believed that God could cure them. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, like my mom and I have grown so much in our relationship together after, you know, 15 years of, uh, living in that prepper lifestyle I was talking about, uh, my mom separated from that lifestyle and her and I lived together for a while and she's actually now in nursing school and she's learning about the actual development of the brain and the chemicals that our brain stores. And she, her and I have had some really awesome conversations about, depression and she's so much more supportive than she used to be just because she took the time to learn about it yeah and you have such a good point is you know all growing up up until I'm 27 now so up until two years ago I I saw that as an absolute weakness that I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to fix and then because I couldn't figure out how to fix it I was even more of a failure you know so up until recently like medication or therapies was never an option I was just you know trying to pray it out of me or (laughs) eat clean food or whatever doing everything I can without the medical and factual support of it um so it's just been it's been a a long journey but it recently it's been better but like uh getting back to what you were saying though when you when you're having those thoughts like you know, I'm going to end up like this or I don't want to end up like this. And you're just kind of in the circle of like what you don't want or the negative what ifs, you know, it's so hard to sit and realize I'm in the middle of depression right now. Are these depression thoughts or are these my thoughts? So when did you kind of realize that, you know, there's a point in those moods that you have to talk yourself out of them, that those aren't actually your thoughts? Um, well, it's interesting. I, um, I think for a bit there, I was literally, like, kind of taking on, I guess, like, um, how do I phrase this? Like, I was kind of identifying myself as, like, depressed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I literally just would, like, kind of, not, like, present it to the world, you know? Right, but, but that's I, just who you were and you yeah, can't do anything about it. I was just it. like, I'm just depressed. Like, that's just how it is. Like, I'm, I'm a sad girl, uh, you know? Yeah. But I was gifted a book called Romancing in the Shadows. A really good book, honestly. Okay. I'm a book girl. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it on my list for it's, sure. It's literally all about, like, our internal demons and how we um, can, like, kind of sounds like a little goofy but like I mean it's true though like because it's just all like in your head Mm -hmm. you know because at the end of the day it's just all your internal thoughts just telling you like what you want to feel or like what you feel like you need to like say to yourself pretty much and there's a reason for that because it's like you know you have like those thoughts and you're like who the who like who said that like that wasn't me what made me believe this about myself and like those are like supposed to be like your internal demons and Mm -hmm. you're supposed to communicate with them and then kind of like you like communicate with yourself or them quote you know whatever yeah. you want to go off with it but like just kind of like acknowledge like okay i'm feeling this way because of why like i am talking to myself like this because of why and like you have to just acknowledge like no like i am who i want to be because i am my own person right. i am not some like sickened thoughts that like 
are for mm-hmm. some reason roaming my brain. And like, yeah. I think that's like, I think the difficult part too with like depression is like, you always want to ask like, why am I feeling like this? Like, why is this happening? But yeah. it's like, cause it just is like, right. <laughs> it's just, it's just what is going on in your brain right then. Totally. But you gotta like, you just have to rewire yourself. And that sounds easier said than done. But it's possible. Say. It is it's possible. possible. Yeah. Like, I would say, like, just, I I had this whole self-realization last year, like, last summer, because I was, like, I had, like, no friends, and, like, <laughs> I just, like, was alone every day, pretty much. Yeah. And, I mean, some, like, really crappy stuff happened, like, prior that year, and I just was, like, a complete mess, and, and then I just kind of, like, woke up one day, um, well, not really. I actually got that book and I was like for my friend and we had this whole conversation kind of about like this topic too. Cause mm-hmm. I don't really remember like what, how we, I think I was talking about my dad, honestly. Yeah. And then I just was like talking about like sadness. And then he was just like, I'm going to give you this book and I need you to read it. Like, don't even worry about giving it back to me because like, it's going to take you however long it takes you to like finish it. I have yet to finish this book. Yeah. Because it's like, I feel like it's more of like a journey book. Like you read it as you are growing. Yeah. You know? And I, like, I have a few of those. <laughs> yeah. And like the best books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause you just keep going back to them and you're like, oh my God. Yes. But like, I started reading this book and like, I never once actually thought like, oh, I'm feeling this way because of like trauma of some sort. You know what I like? Okay. It's yeah. kind of, I, I don't know exactly how to like, think like say this but it's like you are telling yourself like like for me like I'm like okay I'm afraid I'm gonna become like a homeless drug addict <laughs> right everyone so everyone's stupid. fear right yeah yes. but like I have to like acknowledge myself and say and like ask myself okay why do you fear that like where is that coming from mm-hmm. internally mm-hmm. and why is that like the darkest fear that you can have and like I mentioned to you earlier like I like earlier not on this but like early today at the coffee shop (laughs) we I I come from a family of um like alcoholics Mm -hmm. and uh not like not like closely related because my mom's adopted so it gets a little messy okay yeah but like there's like a lot of drug addiction too and all those like little pockets and corners and Mm -hmm. everything like that yeah and everyone's got some sort of addictive personality exactly so I think I can relate to that I literally fear that as like more of like a I've watched this happen with like my entire family. I'm like the baby. Like yeah. my my cousin is a little younger than me, but yeah. like she's like way more successful than me. Like she's she's killing it. I'm like go off queen, but like <laughs> she uh but like I I don't know. I still consider myself like the baby kind of too yeah. cuz I'm like the baby to like the adult world, I guess too. And I'm just like trying to figure this out and then I'm like, "Oh my god, kind like, of what if your- I end up like that?" You know? Like it's just, yeah. it just I feel bad about that, but at the same time it's like that's like I've acknowledged like that is why yeah. I fear that so badly and that's like why it's like the like I guess the worst thing I can think of. Yeah. And but 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 <laughs> full circle here we go yeah <laughs> not all depressing but like I just gotta you gotta just wake up one morning and just kind of be like no like no 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 I'm actually going to uh take a shower I'm going to it's the little things yeah it's the little it's things the little that things. you have to do to take care of yourself yeah Lemmy. because like you said earlier um it's just a slow process like yeah. this is just a slow time and it doesn't like I think another really important thing that I have like drilled into my brain is like there is no such thing as like t- like timing. You know what I mean? Like no. everything literally is happening when it's supposed to happen. Exactly. There's no boxes we need to check. There's yeah. no timeline that we're supposed to be living our life on. I think, you know, societally we were trained to believe that, especially in public school systems. Yeah. You know, we, we go through high school. If we haven't signed with a college by the time we're juniors oh or seniors, God. like everyone's all the adults that are surrounding us, like, what are, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how much I've heard that in choosing to work in the service industry for my whole adult life. Yeah. You know, I have parents, aunts and uncles. Well, what, what are you what are you going to do with your life? That's uh, what I hear all the time. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I may I make just as much money as all my college graduate <laughs> graduate friends. I kind of have my own schedule and not in debt I can yeah I'm not in debt I can take off whatever time I want I don't um 
I don't see why this is something I need to do besides the fact that society told me that I should. Exactly. And it's a funny thing that you brought that up too. Cause like, I remember being at a, was I a junior? I don't remember if I was a junior or a senior at this point, but I just mm-hmm. remember like going to the library one day and there was like a college, uh, counselor or something like that there to kind of help us like go through the process of like signing up for NIC and everything. And I, yeah. I did it. I didn't do it. And I, <laughs> I just kind of sat there and then she was, just, she got like kind of like not upset with me, but she was like, what are you doing? Concerned. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to college right away. And she was like, why? That's you know? normal in yeah, Europe. We're like one of the only countries that kind of has that like platform. Yeah. Like just to do that right away. But it's like, I, I'm, I'm literally like what? 16, 17. I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like I yeah. want to, I, I barely got s- boobs. How do you yeah. expect me to figure out my whole life yeah. right now? And you, you expect me to go into like thousands of dollars of debt just to kind of like hip hop around like different career mm-hmm. ideas. Like I want to go to college when I'm like, if, if I even want to go to college too. Like right. if, if I'm like super duper confident, like, okay, this is what I want to take my entire time to focus on. Totally. And I just have never had that besides like art. Like right. art is like the one thing that I'm like, okay. I can do this. Like, yeah. this is fun. And you're a phenomenal artist, too. Thank your you. art is so unique and playful. And I love the textures that I've seen in your stuff. And yeah. just the expression that in it is in it. The little characters that you paint are oh just so... They're, I mean, they're cute, but when you look at it, it's not, it's not just cute. Like there's a whole story behind it. Like I can see, like, you've got, you've got a little story behind all your paintings and I just, I can't wait for us to hopefully showcase you at the hive someday soon. I hope to like, I want to, I feel like there's like a breaking point that I haven't hit yet. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait to hit that. Cause I'm just like, I feel, sorry. I feel like there's always like, like, thank you by the way that I appreciate that. Of course. I just want to like. I want to like blow socks off. Like that's kind of my goal. Like I want to yeah. like, you know, those paintings you look at and you're like, how, how is that possible? Like right. I want that type of reaction, you know, yeah. like, and I'm going to get there one day. But I feel like I bet you it's going to happen when you least expect it. You're going to yeah. be standing over, you know, a canvas and you're just in the flow and you're feeling yourself and it just kind of happens. And then you're going to take a step back and be like, this is it. This is the one. And yeah, and we're going to show it at the hive and people are going to pay thousands of dollars for it. And it's going to be awesome. Manifesting it, please. Yes. I want it. I just, I don't want to work anymore. I just want to paint and sell art. Like, yeah. That's, I'm ready to retire too. Yeah. That's are we, like not even of, 30. And I know. I, I just don't want to, I'm sick of capitalism, honestly. But I think, me. I think that's possible. And with the way, with the way I see kind of the world going, especially the economy we have in Coeur d'Alene, like it's either service industry mm-hmm. or selling cars mm. or um, real estate, real estate. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of real estate here or run your own business. Yeah. And seeing, you know, there's like fern down the road that just opened up with all the plants. Um, yeah. I had one of the girlfriends that I work with. She, she just opened up a vintage clothing shop this summer. Ooh. Yeah. She's, she's doing it online now, but she did, she had a little storefront in one of the thrift stores and she would just, she just started it up and That's it's sweet. totally possible. And yeah. the, the cool thing about the place like the hive is that, that place is going to have all the support for you to try, try it, try it out. If you have a business idea and you want to get it started and come in the hive, we'll help you out, try it out. And if it doesn't work out, try the next idea. Yeah. And you I, know? I think that's like the beautiful part about the hive too, is like, I feel like it's almost like it is really intimidating to like start anything, mm-hmm. especially if you're around like more like big dogs, you know, they've been in this like whatever industry that you're looking at like you're like you know that's intimidating like right. how am I supposed especially because like- they I mean they have investors they've they've put their tons yeah. of their own money into yeah. it whereas you know you're you're 21 just getting on your feet yeah. I'm 27 getting re-getting on my feet for the sixth <laughs> time you know no, we I just yeah we gotta start over and yeah. over again and we don't we don't I mean I don't feel like I have a strong enough opinion or idea of a business to even ask for an investors so we just we needed the space and the time and the networking and support of other creatives to just kind of a hold us accountable to doing something for ourselves yeah and b to help us like all these beautiful minds that we're surrounded by at the hive is just so inspiring i mean even though like progress is slow with all of our projects all the interns at the hive we still have the support like don't quit 
we need you and we love you and we support you and we want to help you keep moving and keep moving forward so you can you can make a life for yourself instead of working for someone for the rest of your life and like and even to kind of circle back to because i i really like i feel like this is such an important part like we like everyone at the hive is starting new like Mm -hmm. that's that's the point like we are all just like we are not enjoying the life that we are currently in right now we want to do our own thing we want to create this thing for our own life because i feel like it's really interesting to be in this generation Mm -hmm. i i adore it honestly good but it's like we are finally looking like taking a step back and we're like you know what i actually don't want to like have to sell my soul to, right. to like some sort of business just to make like living i'm gonna start my own or yeah. i'm gonna do something that i actually love and make like yeah um a stable like life off of it pretty much right and i'm so happy that i get to be a part of like that type of generation and thought process because like i've been telling that to my parents for years like i yeah. remember like well yeah i mean it is really cool so i so i'm technically a generation above you i'm a millennial and you're what's your name i'm a gen z okay <laughs> um but it's i mean i feel i, I feel, feel like, like there's like the really same. no difference yeah, essentially I, like I mean i don't have a tiktok but that might be the only <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> um but i mean when when i was had i mean was supposed to be going to college um it was either you know i had to look at my finances and and think about that like do i do I want to buy a house and start a family or do I want to go to school? Like I, I had to choose between, between those two, like inflation so high. We're only making in the service industry too. In Idaho, it's a right to work state. So we're making three thirty-five an hour yeah. plus tips. Mm-hmm. Luckily I work so much that my tips do make up for that. But I mean, if you're working, if you're not working at the resort or if you're working in, you know, just a small, a small little place like Hudson's, like sometimes it just can't add up no matter how hard you try because tourists are paying for yeah, your bills not exactly. not the actual company yeah um but it's just it's it's cool seeing specifically your generation like it's not necessary to go to college anymore and it's a very cool thing to see that your generation is realizing that like there's we have we have you know platforms that you guys can showcase your art and writing and whatever you're good at so there's there's just so much more opportunity for you to elevate yourself and say hey this is what I'm good at Mm -hmm. and be seen and be heard and I love that yeah I honestly do too I think I think it's just like a great out outlook or a I don't know like shortcut maybe Mm -hmm. because like I feel like and I want to also preference like college is not a bad thing I think a lot of people who actually go to college with like a set like schedule like what they want to do yeah i applaud them i wish i could be that person honestly no being educated is hard route amazing (laughs) yeah yeah. right right but i mean if unless you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or you know something like that i just college isn't really necessary anymore it's it's an amazing tool to have and it can definitely you know fast forward your plans for what you want to do with your life but I mean there's so many tools online like the Udemy courses that you can purchase for 30 bucks and get your certification or with what yeah YouTube yeah YouTube YouTube University yeah I mean my girlfriend and I learned how to drive our stick truck just from watching videos like we we (laughs) we bought it we drove all the way to Everett and back in one day and my dad drove it home and then we got home probably like eight o'clock and Emily's like all right let's go I'm like uh <laughs> she's like you got uh, the video I'll pull that yeah, let's go she did that's exactly <laughs> what she did and we just figured it out so I'm yeah I'm not saying that education is a bad thing but there is altered alternate routes to yeah. learn anything that you want to learn exactly so like which is really another fascinating thing about like this new kind of like generation is like our our availability to technology like pretty much just like anything we want to know is just literally in our palms yeah and honestly I did not put that together till like I started hanging out with like young, like a younger generation. Yeah. Cause like, have you ever been around kids and you, they say something, you're like, how did you know that? Right. Like, where did you learn that? They're like, I looked it up. Right. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, so let's see, four years ago I was, I was working at the resort and I, I met one of my best friends at the time and he, he was, I think four years younger than me, but we just kind of, we both would like sing old school songs under our breath. And that's how we became best friends. Like he'd be singing <laughs> John Denver. I'm like, how do you know that song? You're really young. I'm like, he's, I'm only four years younger than you. So, but anyways, he was the type of person he's like, 
any question that would pop up in his mind, he'd pull his phone out and look it up. Yeah. And I, I was like, that is how I want to be. I'm yeah. going to learn from that. So, so that, that new year's Eve, that was my resolution. Like any question I have, I'm just going to look it up. And so now, I mean, I, I've learned so much just by utilizing that simple tool that we have. I pay a hundred dollars a month for that damn thing. So <laughs> I can, well yeah, it. I got to learn, learn from it. So yeah. it's, I, I, I picked up the habit too, after talking to the, those kids, I was like, you have, you're right. Like you are right. Like, why don't I do this? Mm-hmm. And it's like the simplest things like where, I mean, I don't know if I should say, oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll bring it up later. It's funny. <laughs> but um, but it's like just anything you need to know. It's literally right there. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's like, it's just weird. I think, I think technology is like cool, mm-hmm. but also I'm, so I'm, frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. And it's also just like, kind of like, I guess intimidating too, I guess. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the day that the robots take over. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, it really, it'd be really <laughs> nice that I could just say, Hey, uh, attach this Microsoft thing to my email instead of crying about it for four know, hours. Cause I can't figure it out. All right. um, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's the beauty of changes. We gotta, we gotta cope with it. We gotta figure it out. You know, I, you know, full circle, this whole conversation, I feel like <laughs> is the the real conflict that we get with everything is people who aren't willing to communicate and people who aren't willing to accept change. Yeah. And, you know, I, especially the younger generations that we're here trying to support and try to elevate, like that's, that's what you guys are fueled by is change. Mm-hmm. And I love it and I love to see it. Yeah. And I am, I'm really, really excited to see where life takes you. And I know yeah. we'll have you again on here sometime so. in the future. I enjoy this. This is fun. It honestly. is fun. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. Being here with speak and working with the hive and um, just, everything that we have to look forward to has been really cool. So, um, but we're running out of time. So I got to close this up. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for being so vulnerable. And I hope that whoever's listening can relate to you and, and learn from this. And, uh, will you, will you, for our listeners, will you tell them more about that or the title and the author of that book? If you remember, Oh, I don't remember the author, but it's called romancing, um, romancing the shadows or in the shadows i okay. i really can't remember we'll send out an email with all the information if you, if you so. know what i'm talking about read it yeah it'll change your life <laughs> cool good well again thank, thank you, you so much I've had so much fun on here thank you all right everyone we will be talking to you in a couple weeks and uh stay tuned thanks this Bye. has been tiana at court of Femme. thanks for listening to court of Femme. this is tiana this is melinda we're so excited to have you here listening. And if you have a moment, just please give us a great review on whatever platform you're on. And we're so excited to have you here.